Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Kill Your Yo-Yo, brought to you by Illinx Toys. My name is Ross Levine, and today we have a very special guest. This is Luna, also known as the Sonic Pineapple. Now, you've probably seen Luna's tricks on Instagram. She is incredible. She's a powerhouse of creativity in the yo-yo community. She creates whips that are just unimaginable. She does things with yo-yos that look like juggling moves. She does things with juggling balls that look like yo-yoing moves. She is just incredible, the, the amount of stuff that she's able to do and the difficulty of her tricks that she's able to execute with apparent ease. Um, so we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, creativity, the techniques that she uses to come up with tricks, her inspiration, her backstory, the other stuff that she does and how that influences her yo-yos. There is so much content in this episode. Um, additionally, this was recorded on Instagram Live. There's some trick demonstrations that have been cut from the podcast episode. So if there's some weird cuts, that's because it's just us talking about tricks and me failing to be able to do them while she struggles to teach me uh, and my inferior mind. So if you'd like to see those, check us out on Instagram at Toys. That's I-L-I-N-X underscore T-O-Y-S. And you can also, and that's where all of the, the full episode is. And if you want to see Luna, check her out at The Sonic Pineapple. And that's on Instagram as well. She's sponsored by Rain City Skills, so you should go check them out. And her signature yo-yo is the Ouroboros, is what it is. Ouroboros by Rain City Skills, an excellent yo-yo. So go check out all those things, give us follows, and... I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Hello? I heard it. Hi, Luna. Oh, my God, it works now. Hey. How's it going? Well, I'm having a camera angle sadness. That's okay. Because this, this is not my usual setup, and I don't know where to... Like, I feel like you just can't see anything here. That's, that's all good. I, I can see... I can see enough. You can, you can see like the top half of tricks. Hold on, can I like tilt this anymore? Maybe if I do that. Yeah, there we go. Huh. That's better. We're kind of matching outfits with the red. And yeah. Blue. Yeah, it's always good fun. Yeah, we're missing your head. Yeah, well, that's not part of the trick. Head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but god. I can. I can try and like just tilt it just back a little bit. Oh, that there? That's perfect. Yeah. I know this is really hard to see against. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's all good. I mean, half of this is just going to be hanging out and talking. Um, yeah, that's fair. But thank you for coming. Yeah, no, I'm glad to be here. Hmm? Where are you at? Oh, right now I'm visiting. Visiting a friend is what I'm up doing. So I've gone off to France, which is quite exciting. You're in France? Yeah, at the moment. That's crazy. That's what I hate about being in the US is I can't just like go to another country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too far. Well, you've got plenty in your own country today, right? Yeah, that's true. I, I never leave California though. I'm I'm like mm. I just stay in my own little bubble. Hey, it works. Yeah. But 
it's so exciting to have you. I've been like, I've loved your videos for so long. Um, oh, thanks. Like constantly, every time I I talk about like the best yo-yoers, you always end up on that list. Aww. It's like, seriously such good stuff that you're putting out. Um, so I'm I'm so glad to have you. Um, no, it's nice to be here. Yeah. So I wanted to ask some stuff on like what. <laughs> what so <laughs> you're, you're in. Well, let's start here. How did you start yo-yoing? Like, and also all the other skill toys that you do. Right. So the whole thing goes back to like like fifth year of school, fourth fifth year of school, and I got a Rubik's cube for Christmas. Okay. Um, and so I had to learn how to solve it because, of course, I did. <laughs> um, and so, you know, after a while, I started to learn how to do these things. I remember in fifth year being stood in front of the class and getting a three-minute solve and being very proud of myself. <laughs> um, and that, that must like, be like... The whole class watching? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was good fun. We had like a talent show week or something. I don't remember exactly, but... That was that was good fun, and so that's kind of what got me interested in some of these things that are like considered hard, right? Doing things that are hard just because. Um, and fast forward a couple of years, in um, either the end of seventh year, first of eighth year, so the beginning of uh, secondary school, and uh -huh. um, we went on a school trip um, to a theme park, and in the gift shop of the theme park, they had these really cheap yo-yos, right? Uh -huh. um, and they, they were really cheap and they looked kind of fun. I was like, oh, I'll get one, right? I'm here, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. And I got it and I started playing with it. And I was like, oh, you can do some things with this. And I looked it up and I found all these cool videos of people doing insane things. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have to learn how to do that. <laughs> was it a bottom? Like, did it have a bearing? Oh, God, no. The... It had a bearing. And that was about all you could say about it. It was this tiny little plastic thing that was just... It had like a slimline bearing in it. It wasn't any branded yo-yo or anything. It was just some nonsense. Just some generic. But, yeah, some generic nonsense. So I learned how to do sleeper. I learned how to do like rock the baby and some things like that. I learned how to do like flips back and forth. And that was about it. And then sometime later, and I found out about yo tricks. And so then I was like, oh, you can learn this stuff properly. <laughs> um, and I got, a, I think I got a sage from them. And that was my first like real yo-yo. And so then I spent okay. a few years just with that. Um, and then I was hooked. That was me. <laughs> you know. That's, I, I haven't yet, like, heard a backstory that involved yo tricks yet. Because so many oh, no? people that I know started at Yo-Yo Expert. Yeah, so I but, looked at some of the Yo-Yo Expert tutorials, but I felt like as soon as I saw the yo tricks tutorials, I was like, these are just newer and better. Like, you know. No hate on your tricks, you're no, no, yo, yo, expert, but like some of those tutorials are really old. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I remember going through the yo-yo expert tutorials and being like, at the end of this, I'm going to be a yo-yo expert, and then getting to the end and being like, I don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I would have had yo tricks when I was starting. So what, mm. what like, mm. year? What, like, how? Well, what, what, so that was... That would have been the beginning of eighth year, and now I'm, okay. I've am i done two years of university now, so that would be 
eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's the end of secondary school. And twelve and thirteen is A level. And then two of uni. So that would be eight years. Okay. So this is will be my ninth year. Wow. Of yo-yoing. That- uh, about. <laughs> so, uh. so right now you're at uh, you're at university. Well, I'm not actually. I'm taking a gap year okay. from the middle of it, which is always good fun. Um, for all sorts of things going on, you know, pandemic things, life things, all that, taking a bit of a break. Yeah. But I'll be going back next year, hopefully. So it's kind of like you got through COVID and you were like, I'm, <laughs> I, take- I was like, I can't do any more of this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I fully get that. Mm. I, uh, I kind of did the same thing, except I, I, like COVID happened and then I graduated. And I, if I would have gone oh, to yeah. school after that, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I've been taking this year to focus on like some life stuff and some yo-yo stuff and all that, you know, just getting other things good. That's awesome. So that, then did yo-yoing, was that your lead into all the other like kind of yeah it was probably the earliest thing that i picked up seriously like i knew about some stuff i knew about juggling i knew about all sorts and but i didn't really know how to do it properly i think i i learned how to juggle a three ball cascade at some point but like once i started getting good at yo-yo and i started seeing what people were doing Uh like then i was like oh but then also there's these other people showing up right they're doing this thing with a with a stick right (laughs) you know (laughs) or whatever and I have to learn that too now. Come on. Was that like double sticks or Diablo, do you mean? Well, all of them, right? I, I've done a bit of double sticks. I've done a bit of Diablo. I've done a bit of just juggling. Mm-hmm. I do Kendama. I do well, basically anything I can get my hands on now. So am, am, am I guessing that you have one of these boxes somewhere in your house? Oh, oh well, it would be more organized if I had a box, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you don't even have yeah. a box. No, generally they live across my bookshelf, which is generally here, and across my windowsill, which well, is where I put my camera, to that and in my other set of shelves. <laughs> yeah, it's more like that. It's more yeah. like that. <laughs> um, so at the moment, I don't have a lot of it, because you can only put so much on an airplane, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. They get, they get heavy, all those props. Yeah. So. Yeah, they do. As as one cross prop person to another, do you find <laughs> that uh, all the different like juggling and you know all the stuff that intertwines influences each other? Oh, definitely. Like to some extent. So sometimes it's something obvious, right? Like I'll see a cool Diablo trick or learn something, and I'm like, oh, I bet you can do a version of that with a yo-yo, right? And so then you come up with something and you come up with some weird thing. I think um, this was a trick that was inspired by a Diablo trick. Let's see if I can actually do it. So there, and then like that. Oh, okay. And there's, there's a Diablo trick where you do the wrap and the slap goes around twice. And it was kind of inspired by that same movement. Um, and sometimes it's a bit less obvious, like um, doing a bunch of juggling got me super interested in the theory. Because juggling has got a really rich, you know, maths behind it. And there's a whole bunch of interesting stuff there. And so then that makes my brain start to go, what is the theory for other things, right? Mm. <laughs> How can I break down other skill toys with the same kind of lens? And it, and it kind of 
come makes you come up with some weird stuff. <laughs> Which is Just good. to throw out um, vocab for anyone listening, uh, if you want to look up the theory behind juggling, that's sight swaps. Yeah, sight swap is like the most fundamental unit of, and it goes way wilder than that. It gets crazy, but um, that's kind of the good intro there. Yeah. That's sort of the, it's, it's like the, the mathematical language behind. Yeah, it's like, that's like the equivalent of like doing, uh, oh God, what would be the maths equivalent? Like number theory or something, something really obvious, really classic, like. Yeah. But there's well, like, a lot like to music. it. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like that. And and you can totally go outside of that, right? Because you can start doing variations of sight swap where you do sync throws or polyrhythmic throws or whatever, and you can get that down. But then you can just go just mental and just go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> and you end up with all sorts of weird graph theory problems and a bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> so, so if I were to guess, are you studying math? Yes. There we Absolutely. Go. <laughs> That's awesome. Is there any like specific? Um, uh, oh, I forget the words. Like subcategory that you're. Yeah. So like the main things that I quite enjoy, like it's on a range. Like the most, the thing I probably most enjoy doing is uh -huh. like number theory and abstract algebra and that kind of thing. It's uh -huh. Dealing with groups. Dealing with you know, integer equations, dealing with stuff like that. Um, so I really enjoy doing, but I, you know, I've got a soft spot for calculus. So I've got a soft spot for analysis. Like mm -hmm. I enjoy those things, just not as much. I, that. I quite like, and I always have quite liked geometry, which comes from the puzzles. Cause, uh, what will it be four or five years ago? Now I discovered that there was such a thing called a 4d Rubik's cube. Uh, and that just destroyed my life. <laughs> Um, have you solved it? It's, oh yeah, I have. It took quite a while the first time. Uh, now I can solve it in about an hour, something like that. Um, <laughs> now, can you solve it in an hour in front of your uh, in front of your entire class? Uh, I mean, I probably could. I don't. I think they'd get bored. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they'd understand what they're looking at. But um, <laughs> now I'm sense. now I've ended up being quite a prominent member of the hypercubing community which is very very small <laughs> i still think there are less than a thousand people who've solved it like at all <laughs> since it was invented in like 1990 something that's or well before that actually it was, it was 1970 something that the first <laughs> computer programs for it were made um, but now we do all sorts of things it's not just cubes we go up 560 you know etc and uh, you go to different shapes that do all sorts of weird stuff. So um, what, what's past the hypercube? Well, it's the next what's one, right? It's the five cube and then a six cube and then a seven cube. But oh, okay. I think seven's the biggest that we've built. But then there's also other shapes. Like in 3D, you can have prisms, right? So you can have like a pentagonal prism. Oh, but you have yeah. pentagon and then it goes down. But in 4D, you've got an extra direction. So you can have what's called a duo prism, where in one way you've got pentagons and the other way you've got something else. So maybe you've got pentagons this way and hexagons this way, and it just works. And it's really hard to think about, but they do really I, cool things. I can't solve a two by two in three dimensions. Yeah, 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 quite, yeah. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, once you get to this point, you've lost all scale of what's difficult and what isn't. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I just don't know anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is pretty simple. Oh, wait, no, I've just been doing it for like 10 years. That's why it's simple. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that the reason that all your tricks look so different from what everyone else does is it must have something to do with the fact that you're also solving like six dimensional Rubik's cubes. Mm, well, I think part of it is like the same. Part of it's the same spirit. I'm like, okay, we can do this, but surely we can do one better, right? Yeah. Or we can just make this harder. Like, that's where I came up with this. Because I was like, you know, everyone can do Ninja Vanish. And everyone can do, you know, these... Everyone can do that. <laughs> um, oh, God. What is this? You know, we've done double on GTs. And we've got, like, slap to double GT and all of that. But surely you can just go straight there. And so I just spent ages after seeing someone do it accidentally like trying to figure out what does the string do like lying it out on the floor like one of the things i do is i just unwind my yo-yo and you put the yo-yo on the floor and you put the string end on the floor and then you start moving it around until you get a shape That's and then once so you cool. and so then you build the shape you want and then you pick it up put it back on your finger and figure out how to get out and then oh, once you figured out how to get out then you undo that to get back in so it's, it's almost like that's that almost mirrors the engineering process of like research and and then yeah prototype and then reverse or, and then like adding on some reverse engineering in there definitely because this is where this came from uh, like that oh my god which I figured out by I want this shape. And then when I built it, I realized that you could do this and like unfold it. And then you ended up with just, well, usually it's a, a GT. And then I realized you could get into that GT with a, with a vanish. And then oh. you just fold back over and then bam, there it is. That's crazy. Yeah. And so a lot of it's come from that and combining those kinds of things. And, you know, a lot of it's accidents as well. You do a trick by accident and you're like, okay, stop, unfold it, figure out what's going on. <laughs> Which, if I had to guess, is how, like, 99% of tricks that are out there come about. Mm, you do something wrong by accident and you go, well, that yeah. was cool. How now what? did I do that? Yeah. Oh. And I just think, I think one of the things, I don't think I'm the only person who does it, but I think a lot of people don't do it is when I do something by accident, I don't just go, that was cool, and drop it and try it again. Mm -hmm. I go, that was cool, I'm going to stop the yo-yo, put it down, and look, stare at whatever I've just made for like five minutes. So that... And try and figure out where it came from. That like, is... I, I just want to pause and, and just like emphasize for anyone watching or listening that I have never thought of that or heard of anybody say that. And what you just said, like... There would have been so many more tricks that I would have that I've gotten to, and then yeah. lost. I was like, "All right, let me try that again," and I just yeah, it. and then you can't do it, right? Yeah. Whereas I'm like, okay, like maybe I do something. I'm like trying to think of a good example. Like, um, well, this is probably a good example. That trick, uh-huh, right? Because you're like, "What the hell just happened?" Right? Yeah. And so then, what you do is you don't just go, "Okay, let's try it again." And then don't yeah. get it. Uh, what you do is you stop and you go, okay. So I was moving my string this way. It went to this side of the yo-yo. Uh -huh. And then something happened, right? So this came out here. Uh -huh. 
And then I look at this and I'm like, okay, but this is going through itself. So that can't be what happened. Uh So instead I'm going to do like this. And I know a trick that's similar to this and it actually fell out the back. So it probably came out the back. And so then maybe this is the string, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and now I'm starting to lose it uh, because I'm trying to do this stood up, but maybe this was the string and then you can unfold it and then you can unfold it. And oh, now I'm here. So now I know what must have happened is that I folded this and folded this and then it pulled through and then it landed there. Because that's how I just got out and that makes sense. And so then when you do it, you're like, okay, well, this needs to go over twice. And then you land on the string and you get horrible knots, which is always good. That's a real knot. Oh, God. See, I'm trying to do that and I just got a double on Ninja Vanish Great Triangle. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so there's a big difference. So, um, hold on, let me see. My whip game is, is not good. Yeah, well, so there's a big key thing that I think separates a lot of my vanishes from other people's, mm-hmm. and it's that the initial motion is quite awkward. So it's not the slack going behind the yo-yo. The slack goes to the side of the yo-yo and in front of it. The yo-yo comes up behind, which is quite unnatural. But oh. once you get it, it's not so bad, right? And so the, the vanish direction is still the same but both strings go in front of the yo-yo instead. And so then that gives you a kink and then you can do all sorts of weird stuff with it. So you hold it still like a normal vanish, but when you do a normal ninja vanish, right, one string goes behind the yo-yo and the other one goes into the yo-yo, right? Yes. So the one that goes behind the yo-yo, make it go in front of the yo-yo. The one that goes behind. That- yeah, make it go in front. And the other one, make it go in front too. Oh, oh, weird. Okay. And then it wraps, it wraps around its own string, right? Yeah. So you're... And that is, that's the double... T- so I'm only doing one rotation. It's not two rotations. <laughs> now just... The two rotations is for the triple one. But that's way harder. Oh my God, this knot is just the worst. This is probably the hardest... <laughs> Yeah, it's really hard. And the, the thing that makes it so hard is that it's like counter to all the things you've been learning by doing Ninja Vanishes, right? You're going to the wrong direction. The yo-yo is coming up on the wrong side. I totally like he's trying to wrap around its own thing and you're not landing on the slack. But once you get that down, uh-huh. like half of my Vanish tricks are based on exactly the same setup. I... You just do one more rotation or it goes round a different way or you twist your hands or something. That makes sense. So that's how you're able to get all those crazy patterns. That's how I'm able to get this because instead of just having a slack spinning around here, mm-hmm. I've suddenly got this like double kink going on. And that's like, you've just got so many options. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like a basic little kink can be the basic yeah. so much. Um, that's crazy. And I totally and this is... seen that the yo-yo is... It's almost like you're controlling that instead of the slack. Yes. So the slack is just kind of going over and it's the yo-yo that actually does, like the slack does the work, but you don't have to catch the yo-yo in the slack. The yo-yo just kind of falls down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to practice that for days. <laughs> so like there, and that's, that's the motion. Wow. And it's one of those weird ones because it is super unnatural and super weird. But once you learn it, 
mm-hmm. it's really easy, right? I can just do this trick now. Like, bomb. Just I can't see the because the floor is the floor is the same color as the string, but <laughs> there we go. Like that's just a trick I can play. And I spent a few years doing it now, but yeah. you know, when I first came when I first came up with it, I was trying to figure out how it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd seen one or two people do it accidentally trying to do a normal vanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I have to figure out how this works. And when I was first doing it, this was like a God moment trick, right? I land this and I am just the king of all yo-yo. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but now it's just a casual that I throw at the end of combos yeah. for a laugh. <laughs> just to make people go, wait a second, what? Yeah, to go, just what was that? <laughs> oh my God. And it's a shame because now it's one of the easier ones that I know. And there are many like more difficult ones, like that one. Uh-huh. But it's so subtle that nobody can tell that you even did a trick, right? Like if I show you this is a normal ninja vanish. Yeah. And this is the special one. It looks What's the, the difference, right? <laughs> Except when I do this, now I've got a double GT. Okay. Because actually what I've done is just done a ninja vanish into a red triangle. Mm. Which is achieved very sneakily by doing a ninja vanish, but then uh-huh. the string that normally goes behind hits the yo-yo. And yeah. then the other string doesn't go in front, it goes behind like that. And now okay. there is. But that means that you have to redirect that second string in the air, which is why you see me tug my other hand back to, to kick it behind the yo-yo because it really wants to go in front. <laughs> and that is just unbelievably difficult <laughs> to do. I- I completely believe it for the reason that I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm i like trying to get it and then I go to do it and I'm like, oh wait. You're like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So a good intermediate trick is the like, you probably call it a counter um, ninja vanish. So normal ninja vanish is like this and yeah. one string goes behind and the other one hits, right? Counter is you kind of move, shift everything forward a bit and you get the reverse triangle. So the string that normally goes behind hits the yo-yo and the string that normally hits the yo-yo goes in front. Oh, like that? Yeah, like that. Uh, and so then your throw hand should go to the front, right? And then you end up in this triangle that comes out the back. And that's a pretty neat trick. Um, yeah, exactly. Those fun things. You can do all sorts of things. And so then the red triangle is exactly the same, but then you kick the other string to the back instead, which is really subtle. You have to like sneak it underneath. <laughs> and then your hands don't cross. Your hands stay. stay. So, like my hand just, the yeah, my hand just kicks it behind. There's... I'm not positive <laughs> what I'm kicking. Yeah, so it's the, so when you do the Ninja Vanish, there's two strings. And this is kind of where it starts becoming some theory stuff. Because yeah. I call one of the, like, I don't actually have proper names for these, but these are two different things in my head. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the kind of in a normal ninja vanish, there'd be the behind string and the contacting string, right? Which are actually the same string because it's just a loop, but you know, so I kind of call them the front and the back, even though that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But it's because the front one leads, right, and then the back one comes behind and hits the yo yo, then uh-huh. and they're like they're both sides of the loop. So for the red triangle, it's front string in, back string behind. 
Right. Which is just really hard because it doesn't want to. It really, really doesn't want to. Oh, <laughs> oh, I think I kind of. Yeah. Am so you can you can break it down without doing a slack, right? So if you kind of hold the vanish, yeah. Then front string in, back string behind. There's a red triangle. That's ridiculous. And then all I'm doing is doing <laughs> that with slack instead. Yeah, it's that kind of. I think it's one of the things that I've just kind of honed over years of doing these tricks is that mid-air slack control. Like being yeah. able to make it go where I want, propel it over an extra time or redirect it or whatever without having to hit it or land it in the yo-yo. Uh -huh. That's one of the things. So the same as like this trick where I get it to go over again uh -huh. or like this. <laughs> oh, wait, it just froze for me. Right when you All did right, it okay, too. Hold on. So here we go. I've got this twist, right? Uh -huh. And that's it. Oh my god! That's a no hands ninja vanish. <laughs> <laughs> so you're it's because it's all happening in the kink. Yeah, it's yeah. all happening in the kink. And then there's the no hands magic ninja vanish, which is insane because you start just from here, uh -huh. right? So this is just the string in front, right? There's no crossing in the string at all, and then you. Bop, bop. <laughs> and now you've got this, which is a you're like a bad exit. You just <laughs> you just like do nothing and play everything. You know, right? And and this is one of the tricks that I call magic because what's happening, right, is I'm coming from this position, uh -huh. where I have this behind this, and by doing a slack, I'm able to get this to wrap around this way, okay. despite the fact that then it goes back the other way. And like, if you just watch it, like actually what happens there is that this string kicks itself up here and then goes forward, which has got no right to be doing that. Because if I just move my hand, it's just loose. There's no attaching at all. I, I need to set up like a slow-mo <laughs> camera. Yeah, I need to film some of these things in slow-mo. So I filmed, I think I called it Magic Slack Tower. And uses a very similar principle, and I can't do this trick on command. Oh. Um, but basically, the reason I called it magic is because what you do is a ninja vanish up here, mm -hmm. right? And then you undo. So you go, Bwah, like that. And that's the whole trick. Okay. And nothing happens, right? That's just the undo. But if you do it just right, the whole thing goes over, and you end up with a tower. Well, that's a bind. Because the string coming from the yo-yo kicks itself around to follow, despite the fact you've got no grab on it at all. And I don't understand how. <laughs> Some... <laughs> yeah. there's... But there's a slow-mo of that on my highlights on my profile. Along with a lot of tricks. So I, I, love, I love that some of your tricks, you don't even know how they work. <laughs> No, so I know mechanically what's going on, but I don't know why it's happening. Yeah. Like... That's so... Come cool. on. So it, it oh, I just can't, to me like, can't get it. Like the way that you approach tricks is like puzzles. Yeah, uh, definitely. So I kind of think about it as what do I have to do to make this happen? Uh-huh. Like, or if I do this, what happens, right? But then there's also... I... I, I remember you were doing this this full loop trick that you had the yo-yo and the loop and you threw, you basically did a juggle with yes. the loop and the yo-yo. 
And like, yeah, you came up with that. Were you thinking kendama juggling or? So what I was thinking there, that trick dates back a long time. So the ones that I do the grind, those are a bit more modern, modern, <laughs> quote unquote. Um, and those ones come from juggling, yeah, um, and a bit of kendama. But the very basic one, and I'm not going to do it here because this is a wooden floor and I don't want to break it. Yeah. Um, but basically you have the yo-yo in the loop like this, right? Mm. And then you throw the yo-yo up and then you take the loop and you throw the loop up mm -hmm. and then it's kind of hovering like that, right? Yeah. And there's yo-yo up here, there's loop here. And then you grab the loop and grab the yo-yo. Uh, and I think I originally called that like space walk or something. Um, and the idea I had behind that was because back when I was just playing with the loop of string, I was like, oh, you can just throw it, right? And catch it. Yeah. Because you can throw the string and catch it. And I would do that sometimes when I got in a knot or, or a mess and I dropped the yo-yo. And I'd be going to pick the yo-yo up and I'm holding this loop in a weird way. And I just kind of swing it and grab it uh -huh. to open it all up. And I was like, hold on, you could do that as a trick, right? You yeah. could go, bwap, bwap, bwap. <laughs> and so then I just spent like months just trying to get that. And again, now that's a trick I can do a lot of the time. I've done it on stage a few times, you know, Where at, at contests, UK contests. Okay. So I think some of my most recent vids have got that in, uh, recent contests. Vids have got it in. Not always because I suck at contests, but. <laughs> so that's, that's one thing I wanted to ask you. I, I have a little list of questions and that's on there. Is what is your, oh, yeah? what are your thoughts on contests? Because. I think. They could be a lot better, but they could be a lot worse, I think. Uh -huh. I really enjoy the event. I really enjoy seeing everyone on stage. I really enjoy going on stage and doing things. And then I'm always a bit disappointed by how some things aren't allowed and some of the results turn out and whatever. I'm always like, ah, oh. <laughs> it could be better, right? Um, it feels like a lot of things don't have a spotlight, right? Yeah. You know, something like full loop, it doesn't have a place that it actually goes. I go on there for a laugh and I score zero. And it's good fun. <laughs> Unless the judge is feeling generous, in which case I score too many points. <laughs> um, it's like which is a brilliant story of how I went from winning the Northern Regional Contest to coming almost last in the National Contest. Because at the National Contest, there was a judge who thought it shouldn't score by the rules. And so I didn't score anything. Whereas at Regionals, they just decided that it would. <laughs> That's... Uh, which is great. Um, I did the same routine, basically, and just nothing. Um, but then also, think people like... Um... Oh, what's... I've forgotten his name. The Japanese off-string player who's just had his the submarine come out. Uh, C3. I um, and his... Oh, oh God. What, Shotaro Masta. Uh-huh. Um, and his... Um... His offspring yo-yo comes with a special set of spaces called MSD spaces that make it so wide that it's unresponsive. Okay. And so then he does a bunch of tricks where he's got like double wraps in the bearing and doing all sorts of weird technical slack stuff and these weird stuff with a really long string. And uh, a couple of times he's made entire like two minute freestyles that score zero points. What the hell? Because in offspring, if the yo-yo doesn't actually leave the string, mm. it doesn't score a point. That's Which means that all of this technical stuff, this rail stuff, these like really intricate slacks just score zero. So that's Which is really sad. Really where I think the <laughs> holds back the progress of yo-yoing. Yeah, in like, some ways, I think they do. 
because you just have things like that that aren't allowed. Like that could be really cool, yeah. but you, it doesn't score anything. You could go up and do it, but you know, it doesn't score. Or like you go up to a one A contest, he's like, I'm going to do Mobius. Ah, no, zero points. You know, yeah. I'll go into three A and I'm going to do doubles, two in one hand. That nah, zero points. Yep. You know, and it's. I think the thing that makes me upset about it is that if you look at like the five A division, it's one or more yo-yos, right? And it's one or more counterweights, just doing whatever, like double dice, sliding dice, double freehand. It's all all legal. All scores you points. You look at four A or solo hand. That's fine. Air air panda, like that's that's fine. Um, that's the two strings, one on each hand. You know. Yo-yo on each hand, that's totally fine. Three yo-yos, if you can do it, you know, it's going to score you three, three times as many points. Uh-huh. And, then, and then you show up at um, 3A division, which is exactly one yo-yo on each hand, string trick yo-yos attached to you, doing tricks where both yo-yos are moving. And you're like, why? Why is it so specific? When 4A and 5A have been so general, and we've seen solo hand come crazy places because it's been allowed in competitions yeah. and the top level players are like, well, we can do this. <laughs> the, the first time I saw it, it was, it was Ray who did it first, right? Uh, I think he was probably one of the first people to do it because it was, uh, so he wasn't the person who invented it. But he might have been the first person to do it seriously yeah, in a contest. Because I, I Taka, Taka used to do it in contests and that's why it's allowed because he just did it for fun. And they were like, oh sure, we'll just let this be a thing. It surely it won't ever play us, right? Yeah. Um, We'll just let the rules say that. Um, I, and then, uh, yeah, later on, people were like, hold on. They kept There's some real tricks here. Literally <laughs> developing it. Because it used to be, as far as I remember, like, the first time it showed up, it was just the, the like, two yo-yo orbit. Yeah, basically that and a couple of very basic Diablo tricks. Yeah. And then, like... Because that's where a lot of the inspo comes from. And now you've got Hajime doing a full three minute and... Yeah. All of these ridiculous tricks from online worlds and from, you know, Axel and stuff like that. Totally insane. Like, just going wild. <laughs> you, we've had at least two people hit three yo-yos now. Really? We've had somebody being able to throw all three yo-yos and catch all three yo-yos. We've had a few players who can do three if someone puts the third one in. Uh-huh. And we've had, I think one or two people who have now self-started three and done a trick. Um, been a while ago did like two and then launch one, throw the third and start doing, you know, two roll, pop one, two roll, pop one, two roll, pop one for a while. How long do you think it is until full three yo-yo juggling with gen throws? Now that I would love to see. That is like, so one of my dream things to see is like that with Solo Ham, where you're just doing regens with just both yo-yos, right? That's almost 2A. Like that's, that's, it's almost 2A, but on one hand, right? Yeah. And that's like 100% dream trick. Um, if anyone can do it, Luna, <laughs> it's... I can't. I've tried. So I have successfully done a single exchange. Uh-huh where I had one yo-yo, I threw it up. And then when I throw the second yo-yo, the other yo-yo lands on the string as it comes off and binds. Uh-huh. I have done that successfully like twice. And that's it. And it was nowhere near controlled enough to actually turn it into a continuous thing. Did you... But I think it definitely, uh, it's like 4A players who can do regens really nicely and can control solar hand. Yeah. Like, you know, Ray can do the double throw up. Jimmy could do it. Um, Mm-hmm. A few other people can do it, definitely. 
So I think they could probably do that trick. I think it's really hard, but I think it's possible. That's, I, I, I can't wait to see it. It's yeah, I think it would be amazing, right? It would just be so hype. Um, did, you, did you get it on camera when you got it? Yeah, I did. It's posted on my Instagram somewhere. I, I got to go check that out. It's okay. somewhere down the list. God, I don't know where. <laughs> I ain't got too many things. Massive... See, for me, when I started posting tricks, it was like my goal was to record stuff so that I could come back to it later. But the problem mm. is every, every one of those boxes looks the same when I'm going through. Yeah, that's the thing, <laughs> right? It's like such a tragedy. It's all there. I just can't find <laughs> the one that I want. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I just go through and just watch a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, oh, shit, I used to be able to do good tricks. Like, what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you know? Um, 100%. Um, I did want to put out just the, the people watching. Right now, it looks like we've got four. If anybody has questions... Um, I think we're starting to get towards the the end. There's a few. Holy! Wow, that sounds fast. Last ones to hit. What was that? Oh no, nothing. Uh, um, also, yeah, if you manage to hit it, then it's definitely a viable trick. That's that is a good philosophy right there. <laughs> if you hit it once, if you can hit anything once, you can. Hit if you hit it, it once, once, you can hit it again, right? Or like, um, like Ben Herald says, if you can visualize yourself doing it, you can do it. Yeah. That on right. if you is such a big... If you understand thing. what you have to do, then you can do it. I think it's something that plagues beginners yeah, a lot, as they try and do something down. without understanding what it is they're trying to do. You know? And so then you can't do it. You know, Brent Stoll, classic trick. Like, everyone goes, how the hell does that work? But you have to know how yeah. it works before you can do it consistently. It's a, it's a, it's, I, I've been um, uh, sort of pretentiously calling that the metaphysics of yo-yo, that like, <laughs> this stuff exists in this ethereal realm, and if you can get that yeah. into your head, then it can happen in the real world. Then so you can do it, right? And that's where, it, no, you've got to, it takes a lot of work to get. Yeah. Um, oh, one, one other thing I wanted to hit on that, um, for the 4A thing is is like, there's a development there, right? That like, first they were able to just get solo hand to work and then they were able to bind them and then they were able to start doing regens and then you start getting everything else. And so like, yeah. as soon as someone is able- And to suddenly now it's viable, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how long it'll be until three is competition ready, but I've seen enough now that I think it will be eventually. Yeah. I, I think it will be super limited because just the difficulty is so high. Oh, yeah. But I think people will be able to do it. I, I'm sure they will, especially because it'll be allowed in contests. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, come on, you get triple points and everyone goes wild. Like, yeah. Not to mention all the risk points you get. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Like, you and I, like if I, if I were to do any of my, any of my swinging combos in contests, like, Nothing. like this, if I were to do this in contests, which took me like, I don't know, five years. Yeah, to that's hard. 
no you, is that is is that like inside outside it's a uh or is it yeah it's, it's a revolutions yeah um, inside outside from a 1.5 and yeah thrown into a four pedal any spin flower oh my god okay so then you go like like i can't do that <laughs> you, you will <laughs> Yeah, I've tried that kind of thing before, but I just suck so much. So, so the trick is you transition. So it's it's two inside and two outside. So So you're basically transitioning from here, right? What? To here. Yes. And then to here. And then to there. And then to there. Yeah. Okay, that does make sense. Yeah. But that's so hard to get to look nice. Like, oh my God. And then you can toss in like big wide stuff. Oh God, yeah. It's just poi, isn't it? It's great. It's 100% just poi. Yeah. That's all my tricks. That's my secret. (laughs) Well, hey, you know, they look nice. Thank you. They look nice. And if you're enjoying it, that's the important part, right? Yeah, it'd be nice if it counted the competition though. Yeah, yeah, but not not everything has to count in the competition. That's yeah, the other right. thing, right? I know. There's plenty to be said for, you know, the trick circle at the end of Worlds and all that, you know? Yeah. Just doing something that looks cool. I, we should bring I, back I, more, like, yeah. trick exhibition and trick battles and stuff like that. Like, come on. We need, yeah. we need one of those. <laughs> I, I mean, I might keep working on them no matter what the competitions do. But I'm also... Yeah, absolutely. How competitions are keeping other people from exploring this stuff. Yeah, I think it's a few. It's kind of. In I'm some at. ways, it does provide some. In some ways, it does provide some motivation because you're like, I enjoy this movement, but can I also make it score? And usually, that involves making it harder. And That's... so then, actually, sometimes you can come up with a really good trick by making this thing you find a pleasant actually a competition trick. But sometimes you have the other way around if you're like I really enjoy this but it just doesn't work right yeah like I really enjoy follows right um, especially trapeze follow I think it's a really satisfying trick but that doesn't score you any points and so I was like well hold on if I can do a follow into something right that's going to score some points and so then I came yeah. up with this which so is doing like- a single follow but you, you carry it around the wrist and then you hook it as well with the follow slack. And suddenly that's a really interesting trick. Yeah, so it, um, it hooks. So you come from here, trapeze, and you do one swing, right? And one follow. And now it's coming up the outside. And then as it comes up the outside, you go over again, and it should go over and over your other finger. And then it hooks over there. Oh, yeah. Like a 1.5. Yeah. I guess. And then you end up in this position, which is like, you know, you end up in like kind of almost reverse kamikaze, but not. I, I it's the one that, magic, still... one that magically drops out the bottom. I do a similar. What on earth do I do? <laughs> I do something. Yeah, basically very... that. Basically that, yeah. But that kind of trick, like, suddenly I was like, oh. Yeah, yours is just going around a different number of times, I think. I think I... But fundamentally, similar concepts, you know? 
Yeah. There's mm. some. This is reminding me though, I did actually bring a trick to teach today. Oh yeah, yeah. I you brought a really, that? I brought a, yeah. So I brought a really, so the thing is the trick has got a really cool concept in it that nobody uses, but the actual trick is really easy. Well, easy. <laughs> it's not a beginner trick, but you know. So what it is, I'll show you the trick and then I'll kind of explain what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was an upside down double green triangle. Uh-huh. Which is the cool bit, right? <laughs> wow. But it's really hard to get it on camera, like it's so fast. Yeah. But when you're doing it, you can see it and it feels really cool. I almost want to like, have that on video, freeze that frame for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've done that. And because one of the tricks I did is, you know, that double green triangle vanish. Yes. If you go over an extra 0.5, then you can hit an upside down one. Okay. Like, which is, it's difficult, but you can do it. Right, hold on. I can't do it. Because it's kind of like this one, if you've ever seen that one where you hit straight up and straight down. It's just that, but with the double. And you end up with upside down double. And I've done a slow-mo of that and it looks really good. But this is unbelievably difficult to try. Yeah, that's whipping straight into upside down double. Ridiculous. Which is really hard, yeah. (laughs) Um, I actually have another, yeah, go on. So I, I was going to ask for that trick, you were saying that it, it had an interesting thing that you don't see enough. What yeah. was that? In, what specific? It's an upside down double green triangle. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Which nobody does, right? I think I've heard of one other person do them because it's really hard to get into them. Yeah. So this is um, a method that is sort of intermediate in difficulty that can get yeah. you it's not that can get you to one and it no and it kind of shows you how you might hold a string set up that will turn into one yeah so i actually have another one and this one's this one's front style which is always fun but there's a cool bit of there's a cool bit of trick theory with that trick that i really like and it's one of my favorite like fun facts about yo-yos is that whenever you have a red triangle right Uh whenever you have a red triangle it's also a double green triangle. Okay. They're the same thing. So here's a red triangle. Yeah. And if you double roll over, so green. you should see of, of the double, the double string should have one end of it being the string attached to the yo-yo and one end of it being the other one. Um, and then if you roll over to the side where the yo-yo string is, the string coming from the yo-yo. Uh-huh. So it's, it's kind of weird. Um, Roll over to that side. So the easiest way for me to, ex- the easiest way for me to explain it to you is with, a, is with a specific setup, right? I think I see it. I think I see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's an upside so down. So this trick, thing. some of you might, yeah. So some of you might recognize this as the really basic double green triangle um, taught by, so you're not quite doing it, but you're almost there. So I'm going to show you this, which should make it super clear what's happening. So what you're going to do is you're going to start with the trapeze. All right. Sorry, I'm 
playing with it. All right, I'm in a trapeze. I will in a second. All right, here we go. Yeah. Towards your non, no, so you your pause. non throw hand, towards your throw hand. So you're going to point your hands at each other. Okay. And then you're going to tunnel through and drop it. And then you're going to take the string coming from your yo-yo finger and you're going to underpass behind the yo-yo. And it's not going to land on that string. That string is just going to do an orbit of the bearing. Right? And that's it. And then you'll be in a double green triangle. So the yo-yo shouldn't move around. The yo-yo shouldn't roll. So you're here, right? Yeah. And all it is, is this. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, and you just have to make, make sure you stay. So you can do it really slowly, like you don't have to pop it up. Okay. There you go. Oh, and then okay. if you just drop that off your wrist, now it's a double green triangle, right? Yes. And if you think about it, when you went into, when you tunneled it over your wrist and then grabbed the string, if you drop it, that's a red triangle. Yes. And the roll, the rollover makes it a double green triangle. So that always, that's a one-to-one, -one, like you can always do that. So the only thing separating a red triangle from a double green triangle is a rollover. It's a si single underpass, yeah. Okay. It's, and that underpass is doing the same thing as, you know, when you end up in this, which has got just a twist mm -hmm. and you roll over and now you've got a triangle. I'm sure you've seen that before. This is so, I now know so much more about green triangles and whips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so if you look at a red triangle, it's the same situation, just with a king. So that's, I yeah. see. So now if I go here and I roll over, oh. Yeah. So it's, oh. I find it's really difficult to do it if the triangle's just sat there, right? So if you're just like this, I find it's really difficult to get it underneath. You absolutely can do it, but you kind of have to swing it up and slack it in and it's a bit weird. So yeah. um, what I find easier is if you're in your triangle, if you take your throw hand something and open it up, then you can do the underpass. And then you can slowly learn to do it without. So here, 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 here. You can also roll over the other way, um, which is kind of fun. Yeah, but that's a different. Uh -oh. That's a different story. Yes, yeah, so you have to roll on the other side. This is the thing, because in red triangles, one side will give you the double green triangle, and the other side will give you horrible messes. Because <laughs> um, on this, this side, there's the double green triangle, but on this side, oh, that's just bearing hell. <laughs> yeah. I fully got into uh, into bearing hell. Yeah, absolutely. Mostly. But that's a fun uh, fact a... that you can pull, pull out all the time. Oh, is there a... I saw someone mentioning how do you do that gondola. Yeah. Right. So you do... I'll show you from the front. You have this split bottom, and then you do the path forward and the path back from split the atom. And then you have this here, right? This is the mount where I've got a loop here, which is coming from here. And I've got a loop here, which is coming from the yo-yo. And I'm gonna take the loop that's coming from my throw hand. And I'm gonna curl my indexing in and drop the other one on. 
and that's it. And then once you've done that, oh god, I've just hit myself. <laughs> once you've done that, then it's this string, right? This one here. That's what you're going to land on. And then you end up with this here, and then you can wow. And actually getting the upside down double green triangle to show properly, that's the hard part. Because you have to time where you're popping and like what direction you do and how much slack you give it to make it actually come out. But it's good fun. This is so good. There's so much good but stuff. Yeah, the, the, red, the red triangle, double green triangle duality is something that you can use in loads of places. The red because at any point, yeah, it's I'm like that well, that's really what I called it just now. But um, <laughs> red triangles are double green triangles, and that's if you extrapolate just a little bit more, that means any trapeze is a double green triangle. Because because you just pull through, you just pull through and undo, which is where every so often there's this trend of like the magic double green triangle where they go here and they go blitz. And everybody thinks that's oh a brand God. new trick when I've been doing it for ages. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is always really funny. Like, everyone's like, how the hell does that work? And I'm like, I know. <laughs> Correct me if I get the term wrong. It's topography, right? Where yeah, the, one the topology. Is a, a donut, is a coffee mug. Topology is the word you're looking topology. for. Topology. Topography is like heights on maps. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> But they're similar. I'm sure they have similar roots. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, because you can absolutely then see that show up because then you get tricks like this, right? Oh, I just messed it up because I can't see. Right, okay, hold on. This is a trapeze. Yeah. And then that would be a double triangle there. Except I can't hit it. Come on. Oh, I'm sad now. Oh, really? I feel like I'm being robbed. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's so, from the trapeze so that you just... We, what? Are we going to see the first thesis on, like, the graph theory of yo-yos? Well, there's some fun stuff. If you just If you just regulate yourself to triangles, right? Triangles are really easy to study because they have a well-defined structure. There's not a lot of crazy stuff going on. And there's a fun fact that there exists no pure four plus triangles that have four clean plus. exits. Yeah. Okay. So quad GT, quint GT, etc. There does not exist one that has no twists and comes out clean. Really? It's not possible. From the for the most basic viewers, <laughs> such as myself, um, yeah, why? <laughs> because right. So the easy way to look at it is to look at how you turn a GT into a double GT, right? And the easy way to like the way that I studied it was using a five A yo yo, because that lets you have the other end free. Um, but you don't need that. That's just my explanation, right? So if, the easiest way to turn a GT into a double GT is you have your GT mm -hmm. and then you take this counterweight and you pass it through and now you have a double GT, yeah. right? And so then when you pop out of the double 
guillotine. If you pop out the front, it's going to exit like normal. And that's going to leave you here, right? Because when I have a GT and then I exit and then I end up with this twist. Yes. But then if you take the counterweight and put it through this twist, now you've just got a horrible knot, right? Uh-huh. That's no good. Which is why you can't just pop out the front of a GT, of a double GT. And when we do this pass through, let me just sound check. Yeah. So now what I'm going to do is if I exit the back of this, well, now I end up with a knot, right? Uh-huh. And I can undo the knot by putting the yo-yo back through, but I can also undo the knot by putting the counterweight through. Yes. And when you do a clean exit double DT, that's exactly what happens, right? I've got this triangle and I exit it backwards and I end up with a knot, but it's also already going back through on the other side. And so then it slides through. Got it. So and that's how you construct it. A, yeah, and that's how you construct a clean double green triangle. And there's a bit of interest here because there's two kinds of double green triangle. There are the clean ones, which you can spot by when you look at them. If you follow the string from one end to the other, which is on the yo-yo, it should go the same direction for both kings. So this one is going from the back to the front and then the back to the front. And if it does that, it's a clean exit. And that's two. It's front, front and back, back, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's the other kind where they don't match, where one of them goes to the front and one of them goes to the back. And if you exit that, basically what you end up with is a double knot, which is no good. So you have to exit that one from the front and land into a normal DT and then, and then exit that one again. It. Yeah. Okay. And that's the only way to get out of those. And those are nasty ones. These are what I call bad ones. Mm -hmm. So you get good ones that exit out clean and bad ones that don't. Mm -hmm. And that is all of the pure double green triangles. So those are the ones with no twists. Because obviously you could have a GT, right? And you could just pull this through and now you've got this. Mm -hmm. But like that's all twisted up, right? That doesn't feel legitimate in some way. Because this is all twisting around here. I can't hear you. Hello, yeah, you're back. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can't. You you kind of end up with these like illegitimate mm -hmm. double green triangles, which are still good tricks. But if you just pull this loop through, right, then you end up with a double green triangle, but it's got a twist. Like this string is twisted around itself. Got it. It's not clean. So they right? should just. And that's fine. Some of some of those will exit just fine. Some of them won't. Um, but a pure double green triangle has no twists. Uh, and fun yeah. side fact, any only twisted double green triangle, so it doesn't have like double wraps on the kinks, but it could have twisted kinks. They can be reduced to either a pure one or a single green triangle or some nonsense by just flipping it around. Um, but that I haven't studied properly. But then, okay. so that's the same way that we turned a single green triangle into a double green triangle by passing the end through, right? And so then it's basically a green triangle over the string. We can do the same thing with a double, right? Yeah. If we've got a double green triangle like this, then we can pass the end through and get a triple. Yes. Which, uh, hopefully that shows up. Yeah, there you go. It's... What we bigger. need... Yeah. You're pulling it through, right? Yeah. But if we want one of those to come out clean, 
what we need is a double green triangle that when we exit has just a simple knot because then we can solve that knot by passing the end through, right? Uh-huh. And actually any double green triangle, if you pop out the way the kink suggests, right? If you look at just the bottom kink, if you pop out that way, you end up with a simple knot. Okay. And so then you can pass the end through and that's good. And so for a triple green triangle, the middle kink doesn't matter, but if the outer kinks match, you get a clean exit. Okay. From the same kind of thing, because double green triangles, you pop out the front and you get a kink and then you can solve the kink by passing through. And so then, like, for an example of a clean triple, let me see if I can land this trick. Nope, that's not clean. I've just made a mess. Get out, get off. No, get off. There we go. (laughs) Oh, come on. Oh, come on. I'm just so sad. There we go. Right. So there's a triple green triangle. Uh Uh-huh. And this one's exact structure is coming from the yo-yo finger. It goes back to front, back to front. Uh, hang on, back to front, back to front, and then front to back. So I was wrong. They have to be opposite. Right. But if the top and the bottom kink are opposite, mm-hmm. then if you pop out, you end up with the same pull through. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. And so that's great. There's uh, four of those, right? Yeah. Because just the outside, the middle one doesn't matter. Um, and then you, uh, you have fun with that and you go, okay, well, can I make a quad, right? Uh-huh. And for a quad, what you need is a triple that when you exit it, you get a clean knot and they, there aren't any. I thought that might be where you were headed. <laughs> there aren't any. If you exit them, you either get out or horror. <laughs> but there is the option of um, of just pulling through and getting an impure one yeah but then it's not pure yeah, and, because it's twisted but then it's not pure because it's got twist and so I, that's your only option so if you have a pure one it won't come out in one go you'll have to do multiple steps got it. to get out and if you have one that comes out straight away it's not pure i see what you're saying and that is ridiculous <laughs> and it feels so I, sad right because then that's yeah. it right you're screwed yeah there aren't any more. Um, you can't get higher than So in theory, potentially, even if a four didn't exist, there might be a four that gave you a clean knot, but I really, I'm pretty sure there isn't. And I've not checked all the way because that's infinitely many, but uh, pretty sure it's not, not real. There's definitely no fours. I'm pretty sure there's no fives. And then, you know, that's ridiculous by that point. <laughs> yeah. But what about but the Oh, well, in four dimensions, none of it works because a string can not pass through itself, but go around itself. You need a whole plane and then it gets weird. (laughs) (laughs) So so then there's no green triangles. uh, There's no greater than four pure green triangles and there's no green triangles at all in the fourth dimension. Yeah, unless you use a plane and then suddenly it's different things. So yeah, you have to do two dismounts for each pair, absolutely. Yeah. that's ridiculous which is which always works so you can always have an n green triangle that comes out in n steps that you can do just fine mm-hmm. um, but you can't have an n green triangle that comes out in one step unless n is one two three and that's it 
Yeah. Which is nice because those are the only ones that are really practical. So it's nice to have those. (laughs) And there's also no hate on impure double green triangles. Like this vanish that I do, this is a doubly impure double green triangle. It's twisted at both ends. So this is a sinful green triangle. This is a very sinful green triangle, (laughs) but it's still a good trick, right? And it's still a green triangle. And we can kind of demonstrate the reduction here, right? So the first thing is, is this top triangle is twisted around. So if I take the yo-yo and I pass it through its own loop, that undoes that twist, right? And now it's only singly impure and I can solve that by taking it and just going around, right? And now I have a pure, right? And this one is front, front, so it's at the back and we're all good. So you can do that. And then sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes you can't do that. Like, um... This one, uh-huh. if you look at it, the bottom one is pure. It's all good. The top has got this kind of hellhole going on. But if you actually look at it, it's not just twisted around. Like, it's not just the strands twisting around each other. There's actually a bunch of nonsense going on there. And you can't just simplify it, uh, really, at all. Um, but what you can do is drop it and twist it through. And now I'm holding the other string, and now I have a singly impure, which can wow. roll around. And now I have a pure, and then I can exit. Which is always kind of fun to think about. Yeah. That's... And then you can have ones that don't, right? Because if you start with a single triangle and you roll through, mm-hmm. then that doesn't do anything. But if you twist the other way, and roll through. There are some ways that you can get things that look like double green triangles, but they're not. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find them. I think. I think that's one. Or maybe this is one. So I've got this, which is twisted at the top and not twisted at the bottom. And if I roll it through here, well, that hasn't worked, right? This is something else. Um, and if I drop through, it's actually just a single green triangle that's just been twisted up a bit. Um, I'm trying to think, because I know there are some really good examples of this. I think this is one. Like, how, how does it work? You end up here, but then, like, you roll. You have to roll through somehow, and I don't remember how it works. I know that I've got into them before, but, like, trying to actually construct one. It's kind of giving me a headache a little bit. No, that's not it. Is that it? No, that's not it. Is that it? (laughs) Excuse me. Well, kind of. Like, I've got this, right? There you go. So I have this, Uh which looks suspiciously like a double green triangle. But if you actually do the roll... It's just not, right? It's just a single. That's insane. Which is fun. Which is why then if you go into impure, then there's all sorts of different categories you can have of those, um, depending how they um, come out. And then there's the really, really cursed set, um, (laughs) which are like, um, like this, right? Where you have multiple twists around like that. Uh And those ones just don't have fun. 
they don't like you. Because <laughs> um, this is just a, this is just a single, right? And if I exit yeah. out the correct way, I still have a knot because so, I have so, to go out again. But I'm like, sure there's a lot that could be done with that. Oh yeah, they're super useful because you can do fun tricks like um, that and back and do it. Um, and sometimes this used to be in a knot, like um, this trick starts in a knot. And this was how I came up with these no hand vanishes. Because when you've got a knot, you've got a lot of grip on that string, and so you uh -huh. can do an inch vanish. And then that looks like a double, but it's actually a single. And like, fun <laughs> stuff. So, <laughs> I just want to really quick shout out uh, it looks like Ricardo Fraolini is watching, who is another. Oh one boy! Of my Let's awesome. go. One of the biggest yeah. inspirations. Me too. His Instagram like, is like, if anyone doesn't follow him, check him out because he is so, so Yeah, great. absolutely. Just go watch everything he's ever done. And Ricardo, um, if you ever want to be on this show, we do it every Sunday. At, yeah. And we talk yo-yo theory. Also, I'd, I'd like to point out, I recently made the switch to this, <laughs> which was inspired by what he does. Um, I heard about it today. Because he, he's done that in some ways. So the main reason that I do it um, is for 3A, right? So in 3A, I have them both on the ring fingers because that gives you your index and your middle free to do undermounts, mm -hmm. which makes everything feel a bit better. And it lets you keep the string out of the way a bit better. Now, for any beginner learning 1A, do not do this. Put it on your middle finger. Then you will be doing the same as everyone else. The tutorials will all make sense you'll be able to do tricks. But if you're someone advanced who's already comfortable with a yo-yo and you want to try something a bit different, just put it on your ring finger and suddenly you've got an extra finger free. You know what? You're right. right. And suddenly you can use your middle finger for stuff and your, your kind of yo-yo string is staying away a little bit more and it lets you just open up your hand a little bit more. And it's not like I actually use my middle finger for mounts all that often, but it gives you a bit more room for pinching strings and grabbing things. And overall, it just feels more comfortable for me now, so I just do it. Mm. Um, but it's interesting. I don't do it for everything. Like 2A, I still play on the middle fingers because it gives me more control. Because yeah. the middle finger has the most, most control for that. Um, There's not much... Uh... Yeah option with 2A. No, no, no. But for 1A, you know, a lot of it is controlled either with the whole hand or not with the yo-yo finger, it's with the other fingers. Uh -huh. And so having those other fingers free, it's really helpful. Um, well, I think we might have to start wrapping up just for yeah. time, but uh, I have some, some final little questions. First of all, I'm oh, thinking about taking the, the mostly talking parts and just like downloading the audio and putting it in a podcast. Would you mind? Ooh. I wouldn't super mind. No, that sounds kind of fun. Okay, cool. Um, so that, that's question one. And then some other stuff are, uh, so we've talked about a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, just like, okay, sorry about that. We've been going for like two hours. <laughs> If there was one takeaway, like one thing that you want people to remember, what would you say that that is? Oh, God. Oh, God. There's a lot of things. I mean, 
No four triangles is a fun fact. Yeah. If you want to impress people, uh, every red triangle is a green triangle. It's just a life advice. Like, you know, every red triangle is a double green triangle that will get you out of so many things mm-hmm. and make some really cool. Because it also means every pure, um, I have to be careful with how I say this. Clean exit double green triangles can turn into red triangles, mm-hmm. which is also fun. Uh, which gives you fun, magical exits like this one, where I have my double green triangle, right? And I fold it over like this. And this looks like absolute notville, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Because I just entered the red triangle, but I didn't show you it. <laughs> uh-huh. Which is, uh, makes us some really mind-bending dismounts. Yeah. But I think the most, the most important thing is probably just to remember that if you understand how something works, yeah. then you can make it happen. Yes. Right. If you actually sit down and you think about what is happening in this trick, mm-hmm. where is everything going? What do I have to do? Then you can make that happen as long as you actually think about what's going on instead of just, you know, swinging the yo-yo around and doing whatever. And there's absolutely swinging the yo-yo around, do whatever. That's how you find the fun stuff. But when you get yeah. something and you want to figure it out, you know, if it's something someone else has done, slow it down, do the slow-mo until you can picture in your head where all the strings are going. Yes. Like, um, or if you're trying to come up with something yourself, think about, well, what did I do? What could have possibly happened here? You'd lay it out on the floor, do some folding, do some things like that. And just remember that you can break things down that way. Uh-huh. And if you can get in, you can get out. <laughs> That is, and more importantly, if you can get out, you can get in. That is a solid <laughs> set of takeaways. The one, the, the one that I wanted to throw out was um, what you said about, I, I, I liked how you said, I, I was asking you about the contest and, and I, I was like, you know, doing my normal complaints about it and how you mm. said that um, if, you, if you do something that doesn't score, but then you morph it so that it does, you'll often make it harder and it comes yeah. better and you'll get something out of that. And I really yeah, like and it. I think always, always try and do that. So don't think about, like a lot of the time you can be intimidated when you see top level players doing these like, they're doing a 5.5 hook or they're doing some weird behind the back like Iwasawa Tower or they're doing um, these insane speed combos, right? And that's because that's what they dedicate their time to. They really practice on these one tricks, these single tricks, and they get so good at them. But those aren't all the tricks, yeah. right? You can, with um, something that I try not to tell people, with very little effort, you can get really, really impressive at tricks that nobody else does because they're still really easy because nobody does them. Yes. <laughs> if you start doing just something else, you just go, well, what happens if I do this stupid thing, yeah. right? You'll probably find something fun. It's probably hard. It's probably not that hard if you actually work at it. It's just that nobody else is doing it, so nobody's going to teach you. But if you can actually get that, well, suddenly you've just invented anything and you can show off this cool thing that you invented, no matter how hard it really is. <laughs> and that is the secret to being successful when you are really bad at yo-yoing, <laughs> like me. That is that's 100% like what I do all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, don't worry about being as good as the pros you see at the tricks the pros do. Those are their tricks. Get you do your tricks. Your own thing. 
Um, yeah. Whether it's hyper analytical whips into various kinds of triangles, <laughs> yeah. or you know, maybe you, <laughs> yeah, maybe you, whatever you enjoy, right? Yeah. Just um, combine things, put them together. That that also, say, it reminds I can do this, right? <laughs> in in magic, people will say uh, instead of trying to buy whatever trick is new, because magic mm -hmm. is like a giant, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, instead of buying what trick is new, go to the oldest books you can find, like the ones written in the 1600s and like yes. 1800s, and learn those ones and do those because those were fooling people back then, and they'll make people today go, "What the hell are you doing?" Because everyone forgot. So exactly, yeah, absolutely, go, absolutely. Go, go find, go dig out all things. There's, yeah, there's a gold mine of videos out there yeah. that are worth watching. I was watching something the other day, and I can't even remember what it's called, but it's called like Library of Whips or something. And it's just this one kid, just this Chinese kid, just doing like from like 12 years ago or something, and just doing a bunch of just absolutely mind melting lacerations and, and hooks and things like that. And they just make no sense. But if you just stop and you look at it and you study it and you slow it down and you really watch what's going on, you can start to figure out how they work. And suddenly you've got, you know, magical tricks like this that everyone's forgotten about. Yeah. Or you can just go into that. That's a star. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So anything like that that you can find and make, just do them. <laughs> you know, bring bring the trick back. Bring the trick back. Just because some yeah. kid did it twelve years ago and nobody else did it since, you can be the person to do it since. Bring it back and make everybody like it. <laughs> so I got uh, I got two more rapid fire questions. These ones are real quick. Let's go. Um, Let's go. One. Do you have a favorite musician or maker of music, band or anything? Oh, I don't think so. I like a lot of things. Okay. Um, Maybe if I was going to shout out something right now, I'd say go check out Sungazer. Sungazer. Adam Neely's. Yeah, Adam Neely and Sean Crowder. Put that. They do uh -huh. mind melting music. It's so good. <laughs> I'll check them out. What what style? Uh, it's like jazz fusion stuff, but they go mental with like quintuplets and stupid time signatures and like. But they, but they can groove. They can absolutely groove. They're two very skilled musicians, um, drummer and bassist, who can really play those things well and make them sound good. I think recent, on their recent album, they dropped uh, one of the tracks. The BPM is set at the lowest BPM that humans can understand before it starts not becoming rhythm anymore. I've heard of this band. But the yeah. tuplets are 19 tuplets, which means that their interval between the notes is as fast as humans can perceive them yep. until it starts not making sense anymore. Uh, and it's a trip to listen to <laughs> because somehow they still make it like a vibe that you can just kind of put gear on a podcast or on a YouTube video and I never actually listened to them. So I'm going to Yeah, so Adam, Adam Neely runs a music educational YouTube channel, which is how I found out about them, which is also worth a watch. You know, I'm yeah. sure that there's nobody I'm talking to who hasn't heard of Adam Neely. But, <laughs> you know, I'm not in a position to be advertising that. But give it a check out if you haven't. It's really good quality stuff. I, I love that 
your your go to music was like yeah. someone who takes music and deconstructs it. Yeah, <laughs> which I can't. And if you find the connection between, if you really want to jump in the deep end, go check out Sevish, microtonal EDM producer. Okay, <laughs> that that's a wild ride. Because suddenly there are 53 notes in an octave and your brain is melting. <laughs> what? <laughs> so good. Um, right, and right. a fellow UK, UK musician, so that's awesome. We'll have to look them up. To, what was their name? Yeah. Sevish. S-E-V-I-S-H. Sevish. Sevish and Sundays. Yeah. All right. Last, yeah, those are... last question, um, which I'm stealing, Let's go. I'm stealing most of these three questions from the podcast Discourse and Magic with Jonah Babbins, who I'm nice. to go watch them. Uh, so I'm going to steal the name for this, which is The Endless Chain, which is that I want to have you recommend someone to bring on uh, to, to this show. And, um, and it has to be someone that you can get in connection with, someone that you know. Aha. Uh -huh. So now I know someone who would be really good. I don't know if they want to. Okay. Um. But if you've seen, I think on Instagram, they're EOS X44 or something. Um, is a guy, he does a bunch of fix, he does a bunch of fixed axle tricks. He does a bunch of um, really super clean stuff. He makes really quality tutorials. Uh -huh. um, and we have long discussions in the trick talk channel of our slash throwers discord about nonsense. <laughs> Like, what, what happens if you do a counter reverse Brent stall? Like, and I think they're EOS 44, EOS X 44, or something like that. And they're sponsored by Mark Warren, I think. Okay. And they're definitely worth a, worth a poke. I don't know if you're in the Discord. If you're in the Discord, you'll find them there. Or in the Yotrix Discord or somewhere like that. I am, but I rarely, I rarely go in. <laughs> yeah, well, if you, poke, if you poke your head in for a few hours, you'll see them show up, you know. It's... And you can check out their, um, their YouTube channel as well, which I think is also US 44 something. They make a bunch of really high quality tutorials with slow-mos and breakdowns and like categorizations of tricks and, and cool stuff like that. I, and we talk, a lot of, we talk a lot of theory with each other, so. <laughs> I definitely need to go research them and, and find out. Yeah, yeah. And they they can bring all the good fix axle stuff as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super clean technique. Crazy stuff. I barely do any fix axle, so and, and there's so much in there that is available to There's learn. so much in it, it's just wild. Like it's like Ed is just taking that just to the next level. You oh, know, Ed Harmonic. Yeah. Just I totally agree. Insane tricks. And that's that's the thing, right? If you focus on one set of tricks, you can get that good at those tricks. Yes. Um, and just, if you're the only one doing it, well, you're just going to be miles better than everyone else for years because everyone else is just working to catch up with you. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a few years head start. It's great. Completely. I'm sure like five, 10 years down the line, people will be doing some of my vanishes. Oh yeah. Just normally. But because I came up with them, I had a year practicing them before I filmed them properly. And, and then I had another year or so before I did a tutorial, you know, and suddenly I've got a bunch of tricks that nobody else can do. <laughs> like, oh, and they're all trying to work, they're trying to work to land the basic versions. Like the people are fighting to learn this trick when that's like just a super casual trick for me and I'm doing just mental stuff it literally that's based on it. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like a whole category of tricks. I 100% agree. Yeah, always, always take whatever trick, whatever's your favorite trick. Make it one harder, give it a plus one. Yes. You know, can I do an extra wrap? Can I do an extra roll? Can I do this in a double or nothing? Can I add an extra kink? Mm-hmm. Can I make it a slack? Can I combine two movements into one? Any of those things. Just make it make it a bit more unique, you know? Absolutely. Well, um, so one thing I want to do is can you get really close to the camera so we can get a thumbnail? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and uh, lastly, just shout outs. First of all, look out for the uh, Ouroboros. That's the right word? Yeah, Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Yeah. When that comes yeah. out, more runs coming soon. And then also yeah. there's a Black Friday sale on my bimetal, 7075 and stainless steel called the Cap. That looks like a good bimetal. If you want a bimetal, that looks like a good one. <laughs> for 60 bucks for Black Friday. So Oh, yeah, yeah no, definitely. That's a steal. That's a steal. That is an absolute steal. <laughs> um, I'm trying to raise money to start making my two new ones coming out. Um, I got to start Awesome, awesome. And then also uh, 24 pack of mouse pads for eight dollars, um, and that's God, that'll set you for my, life. My bio too, yeah. So <laughs> you'll never need to buy pads Thank again. Thank you so much, Luna. Follow Luna at the Sonic Pineapple also on Instagram. Thank you. Yeah. And me. At- it was an honor to be here. <laughs> it's an, an honor to have you. <laughs> oh, thank um, you. Like completely. I, I also got a shout out Jordan uh, at Rain City Jordan for, for reaching out to you originally. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Perfect. So I'm uh, I'm head off, but thank you so much for being here. Yeah, no, thank you for having me here. It's been good fun. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> oh, well, I might just take you up on that. <laughs> Definitely do. Definitely do. I learned so much. Alright. I will... Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, awesome. Bye. See you then. Bye.